We all get emails asking us for money every day. We all tend to ignore them. But there's some I actually look forward to, and I got one just last Monday. It started like this, quote, Following another successful win against Benetton on Saturday, Leinster Rugby have topped Pool 1 and secured a home Heineken Champions Cup quarterfinal. Leinster Rugby will take on Saracens at the Aviva Stadium on the weekend of the 4th, 5th of April, end quote. Unlike 99% of the money-seeking emails that cross my path, those ones have me won over the second they arrive in my inbox. Why bother going to all the home pool matches if you're not also going to be there for the knockouts, especially when you don't have to travel? Sadly, though, for the first time in the 25 years Lenser have been playing in this great tournament, this message did have something of a sting in its tail. I'll begin my rant by quoting a small portion of a statement from Premiership Rugby as the first news of the Saracens' punishment came to light. Quote, The charges, which relate to the seasons 2016-17, 2017-18, and 2018-19, were brought in following a nine-month investigation by Premiership Rugby in accordance with the salary cap regulations. End quote. So effectively, what we have here is acknowledgement by Premiership Rugby that for three seasons, Saracen were in breach of regulations. In layman's terms, they were caught cheating during that time. And while we're on the subject of layman's terms, maybe we should ask what exactly is meant by a salary cap. Here's an official explanation on the Premiership website. Quote, As a collective, Premiership Rugby and its clubs led the way in England when they introduced their salary cap in 1999 in order to ensure the financial viability of all clubs, to control inflationary pressures on clubs' costs, and to provide a level playing field for clubs to ensure a competitive Premiership Rugby competition. End quote. Right. So Saracens were found to have greatly tilted that playing field, and apparently it was just for those three seasons as outlined by the charges. Well, here's the amazing thing about that. In the season 2015-16, the one immediately prior to the ones in which they were found to be cheating, Saracens not only won their first Champions Cup title, beating Racing and Leon, but they also completed the double by defeating Exeter. They literally won everything there was to win. So why go on and breach the cap? Well, as anyone who follows egg chasing closely will tell you, rumblings of Saracen salary cap tomfoolery were around long before then. I tended not to share them on my website, since I knew the league had procedures in place and complaining from outside the Premiership bubble looked more like sour grapes than anything else. But hang on, amid all the statements and all the articles and all the discussions, are there very important things that aren't being brought up? Naturally, it's important to look forward to see where rugby can move on from this mess. For example, it's right and proper that Saracens should be relegated. In fact, when football clubs like Juventus and Rangers were caught doing wrong, they were sent down multiple tiers. Although in rugby, the gap in standards is so ridiculously wide that it wouldn't make sense for them to be sent any lower than the championship. And it is also proper that they should be fined, having clearly spent more than they were allowed while presumably the other premiership clubs stayed within the rules, hitting them in the wallet is definitely a way to go. Yet while things like the level at which you play and your finances are fair, controllable targets for punishment, I feel there's another one that is being ignored, namely the sense of pride you get from achieving success in the game. Saracens were using players they shouldn't have been able to afford. So why isn't anyone stripping them of the two premiership titles they won in those three years? Normally I hate ending sentences and paragraphs with the words end of, because most things can be debated, but this time I think they're warranted. Saracen's last two titles should be taken back. End of. Now, just to be clear, while I know that technically your record in the Premiership does qualify you for the Champions Cup, even though I am a Leinster fan, I have no interest in discussing the rights and wrongs of Saracen's European title last season. 
Since this saga unfolded, I've gotten several messages along the lines of, congrats to Leinster for their fifth star last May, but that is not something I want. No sports player, coach, or fan should want to win anything that way. For my part, I want to look at that Leinster jersey and remember exactly where I was when each of those stars were earned on the pitch. A fifth one under these circumstances would only taint the others. No, what I reckon should happen is that for the seasons that Saracens won the Premiership title while having cheated, the league should have no champions. Remember, apparently this was going on for three whole seasons, so it hardly reflects well on the league itself, does it? Maybe it should then share some of the blame, and in turn some of the shame, by way of a pair of uncomfortable asterisks on the role of honor. You can't see, but I'm using air quotes for the word honor. But while we're talking about both past and distant future in the professional game, this matter also has an effect on the immediate future. And so I am brought back to that email I received. Yes, of course I will be delighted to buy my ticket for Leinster's home quarterfinal, and I will be excited to go along to the Aviva on the day. But Saracens have guaranteed that they will bring a mighty big elephant with them out onto that pitch. All I could think when I watched them play against Racing last weekend is that with all that has happened, it would be much better for the sport as a whole if they didn't qualify for the last eight. While they should be given time to set their house in order, given the fact that they have been judged to have cheated for so long, that time should not include the opportunity to win a fourth star of their own. I can't for the life of me see how their fans could possibly want that on their jersey. And just in case you haven't noticed, I'm using the word cheat as often as I can in this rant, as I don't hear it used often enough anywhere else. So what's the answer? Should Saracens withdraw from the competition and forfeit the match, or maybe their spot should be given to someone below them in the seedings? I guess not. That probably would be unworkable. If we pull at that thread, we start back towards looking at the legitimacy of their win in Newcastle. Maybe there is no answer, and all we can do is plow ahead while acknowledging the almighty mess in which we find ourselves. For my final point, this might be a Saracens problem first and a Premiership problem second, but don't believe for a moment that it won't have a rippling effect over the game across the continent. With CVC Capital Partners investing heavily in both the Six Nations and Pro 14, and Mark McCafferty of all people acting as one of their advisors, I suppose we'll have to wait and see just how level the European playing field is going to look when Saracens eventually do return to the top table, which for the sake of their fans I genuinely hope is sooner rather than later. Thanks for tuning in. Why not subscribe to our feed? We'll have loads of Six Nations discussion, among other things, coming up over the next few weeks. This has been the Harpin and Rugby podcast. Check out all of our latest content over on harpinonrugby.net. Thank you.